welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Michael Patria. It is March 31st. We have five games to talk about on this wonderful Thursday. I am riding solo. This is my partner in crime. Went to the Raptors game. Shout out to Harris Kamani. Big, big Raptors fan, as you guys know. So he tries to get to every home game that he could with his season tickets. So he's got the night off. He's enjoying the game. Well, hopefully enjoying the game. Record this the night before, as always. So a lot of this is going to be a first look, first take kind of podcast. We got a couple teams on back-to-backs. So we're not going to have all the news. We'll really just, just one. Uh, so we're not going to have all the news available. But we're going to break down with what we do have. And hopefully, hopefully this night continues. Because right now, as we speak, your boy's doing pretty well. He's, he's doing pretty well. He's got a chance to take it down a few ships. Uh, we got to see how the night all wears down. But I'm in, uh, as we speak, I don't want to jinx it. We're not going to jinx it. But it, 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 it's looking like it's going to be a high scoring night for me with a low score from somebody. So could have been better. Uh, but I did have me some Kevin Porter Jr. I had, obviously, LaMelo Ball. I played some Terry Taylor. I played Bruno Fernando. Had a lot of the guys that I spoke about. Little Davion Mitchell, who we need to step it up a little bit. So I had a lot of the guys I spoke about on last night's show. And it's, it's working out well for me. Only one guy that let me down, who I didn't have 100% ownership in, um, was Chumo Kiki. He let me down for the second time in a row that he drew a start. But we live and we learn. I'll still play him next time when he starts. No big deal. Big games are coming. He'll have one of those five or six deal games. But enough of me. Let's get into this slate. Let's break this down. Let's talk about it. But quick shout out to Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with me over on Thrive Fantasy if you haven't already. Thrive Fantasy is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Use that promo code ETHOS when you sign up. That is E-T-H-O-S. And receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. You can find Thrive Fantasy in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. First game of the night. We have the Philadelphia 76ers traveling to D-Town, Detroit. Taking on the Pistons. For the Pistons, Jeremy Grant, Hamlin Diallo, Chris Smith, all ruled out. Corey Joseph is questionable. For the Sixers, they're pretty much good to go. Outside of Jaden Springer. But we're not uh, we're not losing sleep over that. Yeah, that doesn't really affect the rotation. Doesn't really affect the lineup. Doesn't affect DFS. So we're gonna act like it's uh, it doesn't really matter. As of right now, um, uh, I'm loading them up, but it does not look like we have much of the injury reports available. So we're gonna have to keep our eye on this one as they are loading. It's loading and it still does not have them. So keep your eye out for this injury report. Obviously, Philadelphia is gonna be favored by probably a wide margin. It's probably gonna be overall a game that I do have less ownership on. I mean, we have a star-studded game coming in the next one. We have some more competitive games maybe coming later but this is like one of those one-off games where i could see myself having some shares of some ancillary options i uh, just don't see myself spending up really on harden or Embiid. just knowing that that brooklyn milwaukee game is going to probably be the game that i will spend up on 
Uh, I just don't see myself going crazy here on the Philadelphia side of the ball. I could see maybe having some ancillary options if we want to play a George's Nang, uh, maybe like a Matisse Thibel, maybe even Tobias Harris at 6,700. I, I wouldn't even mind that because uh, even in limited minutes, we know he's coming off of a big game where he put up 53 against Milwaukee. Obviously, competitive game, only a two-point loss. Uh, but a lot of these starters, they tend to play anywhere between you know 25 and 28 minutes if it becomes a blowout, and I'm fully expecting this to be a blowout. So for the most part, guys, not too interested in Philly. Uh, on the Detroit side of things, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be maybe some of these ancillary options. One guy I could see myself having a couple shares of. Uh, if we see Corey Joseph's ruled out, maybe a Killian Hayes, maybe a Frank Jackson. I can see both those guys getting extra minutes. Due to the blowout, Killian Hayes would probably even draw the start. Uh, Got to keep your eye on that, though. He played 33 minutes against Brooklyn, put up 33 DK points. But bottom line, he has at least 31.5 DK points in three out of the last four games. So at 4,300, he may be one of those value plays that I do want to take a peek at, and I do think I have some interest in. Uh, I'm not really looking at anybody like Isaiah Stewart. I think that he'll find himself in foul trouble fairly early going against Joel Embiid, which in essence would make Kelly Olynyk at 3,500 a better play. So like I said, it's going to be more of the ancillary options. I think Cade Cunningham's in a good spot, but at 8,700 in this matchup, I don't expect him to get nearly the amount of work. It's going to be like one of those games where it could be about 28 to 32 minutes, and he could get it done, but we're paying a premium price tag, so I don't see myself going there. I think it's just going to be Killian Hayes, Kelly Olynyk over here on Detroit. Next game, 7.30 Eastern Standard start time. Like I just said, this is the game of the night. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Brooklyn, taking on the Nets. For the Nets, Ben Simmons, Deron Sharp, Joe Harris, David Duke Jr. all ruled out. For the Bucks, Giannis is probable. Bembry has been ruled out. No, no injury report, but this is going to be a tightly contested game with a high total. This is the game that if you're going to spend up, you're probably going to want to spend up on. No doubt about it, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, we'll start off here with the Bucks, the away team. Giannis coming in at 11-8. Absolutely in play for me. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Giannis gets up in these matchups. We've seen it time and time again. We've seen it during that playoff series. Giannis is not shy. I love Chris Middleton as well. I think both those guys are going to be my two top players over here from Milwaukee. I think I will avoid... Not avoid Drew Holiday. I mean, I probably will avoid Drew Holiday. I'm not going to have 0% ownership, but if I'm playing 10 lineups, he's going to be the least buck I own. Simply because it's it's one of those matchups where with Kyrie Irving playing in this one, now that he's able to play, uh, I, I, I anticipate Drew Holiday is going to be mainly focused on his defense. You know, he's going to be playing both sides of the ball aggressively. Don't get me wrong, but a guy that's going to be spending a majority of his time playing strenuous defense try to avoid Drew Holiday in those matchups when he's going against absolutely just stud-worthy point guards. So I'll probably end up fading him. I'll lean more towards Giannis. I'll lean more towards Middleton. I think that Brooke Lopez, 3,900, continues to be in play for me. Uh, it, it's just we're not going to have a shit ton of value on this, bottom line. Excuse my language. I know this is uh, supposed to be a G-rated podcast here and there. Uh, but knowing he's playing at least 22 to 28 minutes, 3,900, matchup against his former team, Granted, it's been a while. Uh, I do think that we're looking at probably about 20 DK points minimum. And at 3,900, absolutely interested in him. We know that the Brooklyn tends to be pretty lackadaisical against opposing centers. So Giannis, Middleton, Brook Lopez, all those guys in play. If you want to take a look at some of these ancillary options, like Grayson Allen, or if you want to take an option at like Pat Connaughton, sure, why not? But at their price tags, I still prefer Brook Lopez over him. For the Brooklyn side, for Brooklyn, it's always been 
basically two people for me. It's Kevin Durant or it's Kyrie Irving. Uh, I prefer Giannis over Kevin Durant. It's it's fairly close, but I do prefer him over him ever so slightly. And then Kyrie comes in at 10-7. It's really going to depend on your build because we're not going to probably be able to afford two studs necessarily in this game. Uh, I do prefer Giannis, I think, both over, over both those guys. And listen, if you can get two of them, I think the best way to do it is probably to pair Giannis with Kyrie. But with only a 700 difference between him and Durant, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to look either way. Um, I'm not really looking at any other ancillary options. I, I want to look at Aldridge at 4,500. It's appropriate price tag. In 23 minutes, he's doing okay. So just not the matchup I love him in. Uh Maybe now that Brooke Lopez is back, he gets a few extra minutes. That could be the case. But I just don't feel like I need to play him at 4500 If he was 41 or 42 or closer to that Brooke Lopez price, I'd have more interest. I just don't think I need to go there. I do like Seth Curry, though. If I'm going to talk about ancillary options, this team's going to be Seth Curry at 5 k uh, Three-pointers tend to have a little bit of an advantage against this Bucks team. We know that the Drew Holiday defense is most likely going to be blanketing Steph, uh, Kyrie Irving. And by blanketing, it doesn't mean he's going to shut him down. I'm not saying that, but you're taking the best, you know, perimeter defender and putting him on Kyrie Irving and a team that struggles against three point shooting is going to have Seth Curry wide open. So I do like Seth Curry at 5k. He's a guy I do see myself having plenty of shares of small forward eligibility, shooting guard eligibility, I could mix and match, play him at different spots. It's probably one of my favorite Brooklyn plays. So sign me up there. And then obviously the two studs. Third game of the night. Cleveland Cavaliers on the second half of a back-to-back traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. No injury report for Cleveland, as we said, um, and no injury report for Atlanta. Back Second half back-to-back for them as well. Forgot to mention that. Basically because I completely crossed them off of my DFS lineups tonight. we got to keep an eye on this starting lineup. We saw that Moses Brown drew the start tonight. Uh, very well could draw another one. Could end up being Kevin Love. We don't know which way they're going to go with that. But obviously, if Moses Brown does draw another start, 3,200, he's certainly in play as a value play. Uh, didn't get a full complement of minutes, which was to be expected. Uh, but still, fairly productive in his minutes. Put up at least 20 DK points, so we can look at him for sure. Uh, I also really like Kevin Love at 5,900. And for some reason, he's getting a $1,000 discount from today to tomorrow. Don't understand why. Kind of has me leaning towards Kevin Love pretty heavily at 5,900. So... And then the other option I'm looking at would be Karis LeVert at 5,800. Don't know how they're going to treat him on a back-to-back. Uh, we have yet to see him play a back-to-back since they unleashed that minutes cap. So there's a chance that they end up reeling him back in a little bit, which has me a little concerned. Uh, but nonetheless, just knowing that that price tag for what his upside is and knowing that he's going to be the probably second shot attempt maker or taker on this team, certainly of interest. I always talk about point guards going against Atlanta. Uh, obviously, I think Darius Garland, 10-1, it feels like it's a little too pricey for me. But if you're going to play him, this is a matchup to do it in at this price tag. It doesn't get much better. up pace tempo. Going against this Atlanta team who's missing a few of their guys already, which we should know. Um, we saw that a couple of guys sat out. Obviously, John Collins will continue to be out for a, quite some time. But Trey Young does not play defense. Garland, if you have the money, I actually think I prefer him over Kyrie. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I still prefer Giannis as my top spend up, but Garland over Kyrie is probably the, the route I'm going to go. I think it'll be a little contrarian too because a lot of people will want to try to get a, a little ownership and advantage of that Milwaukee-Brooklyn game. On to the Atlanta side of the ball. Trey Young coming in at 
what I just said is I, I prefer probably Garland over Trey Young as well. Now, Trey Young's averaging 54 DK points against Cleveland this season in three matchups in 37 minutes. So if you have the extra money, I wouldn't fault you to spend it there. It's just that extra $800 might come in handy somewhere else. And uh, I think that's that's probably what it comes down to to me is that extra $800 difference. Uh, if Garland gets you 50 and Trey Young gets you 53, 54, and you save 800 and you can capitalize that in another spot, that's probably what I would do. But if you have the extra money and you can spend it, I don't mind going to Trey Young either. I think both these guys are in fantastic spots. And then I also want to just talk about, you know, Clint Capella. Obviously, the dude's been on a tear the past two games. Put up 45 and 41, respectively, against Indiana and Golden State. 6,200, too cheap. We know he's going against a front court that is, uh, what's the word? Uh, bad. Yo, missing Evan Mobley. Missing Jared Allen. There's opportunity. That's what it comes down to. Now, it is the second half of back to back, and we know that this Hawks team has been kind of, uh, you know, monitoring baby and capella throughout the entire season but last time they had a back-to-back he played limited minutes it was 12 uh it was back on march 13th against indiana and portland now granted two easy matchups but they didn't they didn't just roll over indiana it was 131 to 128 game he played 22 minutes uh and then against portland it was 28 and then the previous back-to-back before that was chicago washington played 33 minutes in the front half only played 23 minutes in the back half and both those games were close so that's the concern you have with Capella, is that with it being a back-to-back, does he get limited? And if that's the case, we're going to have some interest in Okungu. At 3400 I think he comes in as a decent value play. Not anything like, it's strictly for GP play, GPPs. Not anything we're looking at in cash, but can see him taking advantage of in GPPs. With Gallinari out, we've kind of been seeing the starting lineup get switched around, which puts Delon right into value play, uh, for sure. And again, 4K, decent value spot for him. And then if we happen to see that for some reason Hunter, who did play tonight, uh, if he sits, Luau or Cabrera would come into play as well. Fourth game of the night, Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Chicago, taking on the Bulls. For the Bulls, Lonzo Ball has been ruled out. Zach Levine is probable. And then for the Clippers, Brandon Boston Jr., Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, Jason Preston, Jay Scrubb. All ruled out. No game totals, no spreads. Quick reminder. We'll start off here with Paul George coming in at 9,400. They said he was going to be limited, but he was not. (laughs) Played 31 minutes. 9,400. Absolutely. Sign me up. He's one of my favorite spend-ups. I mean, listen, if he's playing 31 minutes in his first game back, he's good to go. He was 10 to 20 shot attempts. Looks like the dude didn't miss a beat. Came out, put up 57.5 DK points. I'm good with that. I mean, if I'm going to spend up on two people, it's going to be at least somebody in that Milwaukee-Brooklyn game, and it's going to be somebody over here. It's just that simple for me. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and mess around. I think that knowing that this is going to be a competitive matchup, now that Paul George is back at the very least, we can certainly look at Paul George. I'm not looking at Reggie Jackson. We already heard that his minutes would probably be most likely to be limited from here on out. Granted, he played 37 in that last one. Uh, I don't trust him, especially now that his usage is pretty much going to Go back to where it normally is with Paul George back in this lineup. I'm not looking at Terrence Mann. I think Isaiah Hartstein, as good as he's been, 30 at least 30 DK points over the last three games. He's in play because he's playing those mid-20 minutes. We're going against Vooch. We should see that probably mid-20s minutes again at 5,100. I have slight interest in him. And I'm going to avoid Morris. Uh, probably going to avoid Covington as well. There are guys that I don't hate, but unless like I land on them and I just have some money lying around, sure, why not? 
but I'd rather not play either one of those guys. Just all honesty, I don't see myself having shares of them. It's probably just going to be Paul George and Hartenstein for me. On the Chicago side of the ball, everybody is just a little underpriced here, and for good reason. I mean, we have everybody pretty much back. So now, if you can't afford Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, absolutely fantastic play. That's where you're looking. Vooch is probably smack dab right in there as well. And I think I avoid Levine when it's all said and done just because I prefer DeRozan and Vooch over him. We have decent amount of value where if you wanted to, I mean, I don't want to say go studless. Because I, I think you need to have one person that is going to be like a Giannis or Durant or a Kyrie in that Milwaukee-Brooklyn game. But you can easily afford one of those guys and then still get some shares of at least one of these guys in this game as well. Whether it's a Paul George or a DeMar DeRozan or even a Vooch. If you go for all three of them, or like if you want to go with, like let's say, DeRozan, Paul George, and Giannis, you're going to need some good value. And we've talked about a couple spots where, you know, depending on the news that we have some. I don't honestly see myself spending up too much in that last game. So I'm going to do my best to try to get those three guys into a majority in like my single entries and stuff like that and see if I can make that work. It's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. You're not going to feel great about it. But you're going to really have to kind of lean on some of these other guys who we know like like Moses Browns of the world and you know some of the maybe Dolan Wright draws another star or whoever it is. Um, if that's the case, that you should be able to get it done. And that's probably the route I'll end up going when it's all said and done, but... Keep your eye on it. Build it how you feel comfortable. That's what it comes down to. Build it based on what kind of contest you're entering. You know, you don't need to go as crazy if you're playing a 50-50. You're not trying to take down a tournament. You don't have to worry about the upside as much. You just need to make sure that your guys are hitting their value. So, take that for what it's worth. And then the final game of the night, we have the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Utah. Taking on the Jazz for the Lakers. LeBron James has already been ruled out. Anthony Davis is doubtful. Gwendolyn Gabriel, left ankle sprain, questionable. Kendrick Nunn, ruled out for the season. And then for the Jazz, Bojan Bogdanovich is questionable. Daniel House is questionable. Whiteside has been ruled out. Trent Forrest has been ruled out. And then Azubuki has been ruled out as well. No injury report. I imagine Utah's favored by probably 8.5 points in this one. Uh, that sounds about right. Westbrook coming in at 8,600. Now, granted, there's no LeBron. I'm not going to fall into this trap. It's just no thank you. I prefer to play the Rosen over him. I prefer to spend up a little bit more to Paul George. I'm not playing Westbrook. If anything, I'll go to some of these ancillary options. Uh, maybe it's like Dwight Howard, but even then, played five minutes in that last one. I'm, I'm probably all set with that. Uh, this is one of those matchups where they should probably get eaten alive very, very quickly. It's going to be the backup ancillary options probably on the other side for Utah for me. Now, listen, if we see that Winion Gabriel's ruled out, I mean, like again, if we need the value, Stanley Johnson's there. I think that's the guy that we can monitor, 3,800. He's going to be there to help us get to those extra three studs. Don't mind that one bit. Don't mind taking a stab at a guy like Carmelo or, or Malik Monk. I prefer Monk over Carmelo. So when it's all said and done for Lakers, it's going to be Monk. It's going to be Stanley Johnson. They're probably my two top options. But the Utah side of the ball, it's a great matchup. These guys are going to absolutely smash. There's no doubt about it. Um, but Donovan Mitchell coming in at 8,800 again. I don't expect this game to stay close. I prefer DeMar DeRozan over him. I prefer Paul George over him. Rudy Gobert coming in at 7,700. Should absolutely smash here. Don't get me wrong. I prefer Vooch over him. 
So I don't see myself going to either one of those guys. If anything, again, it'll be ancillary options. It'll be dart throw, GPP type plays. They're going to kill Alexander Walker. If this game gets out of hand, he gets extra run. Watch uh, Juan Gomez. I can see playing, my, playing a little bit of him. At least 23 DK points over the past four or three games. He's been playing high 20s minutes. Game gets out of hand, he probably plays more. If the game stays close, he probably plays what he's been playing. So he's probably one of my top options over here. Uh, that's probably it. I'm not going crazy here. Maybe Jordan Clarkson again, but even in games where they get absolute you know, blowouts, he doesn't. He gets kind of limited as well. Uh, so he's an option for us. He's there if we need him, but it's not like he's cheap. He's 6,200. So again, if I had to rank him in order, it'd be Hernan Gomez, Alexander Walker, Clarkson. I'm not spinning up in any spots here. And that is the entire slate. So now we will shift gears, go over to the player tier segment for the top tier player we'll give two of each category i'll go with uh Giannis. prefer him over durant 400 dollars more expensive and then after that i will probably lean to demar Derozan at 8400 now like i said i think paul george and him thousand dollar difference is what really makes the decision for me but paul george definitely has the higher floor i imagine but it's close. Uh, they both have incredibly high ceilings. It's just when I can see DeRozan hit his as often with all three of those starters, with Levine and Vooch in the lineup. Now we'll slide over to the middle tier, which we've talked about a few guys. So there's definitely some options, but I think Kevin Love at 5,900, like him. Absolutely. Don't care about the back-to-back. $1,000 discount. We'll take advantage of that any day of the week. And then outside of... Uh, Mr. K Love, I'm probably going to end up leaning more towards like, I was thinking Middleton at 78, but we already know he's a good one. Um, so I'll go Seth Curry. I talked about significant amount of Seth Curry earlier. 5K, he's right on that cusp of value in a mid-tier. Absolutely love Seth Curry as well. And then for the value, which we've talked about plenty of times, um, you know, Moses Brown, certainly an option that we can look at. If he draws the other, another start, if he comes off the bench, not going to have nearly as much interest in him. But obviously, he's an option. Stanley Johnson, 3,800. He's an option. Hernan Gomez, 3,800. He's an option. So, a couple value plays out there that we could take a look at that I talked about throughout the show. Uh, Might have missed one or two of those guys that I also spoke about. But keep your eye on the injury news. That will determine whether or not we're playing like a TLC or a DeLon Wright as well. And that is the entire slate. So, solo broken down. Only took about 22 minutes, 23 minutes. So, Sorry if you have that long commute and you're not going to have the option to, you know, you might have to find, you might have to hit some radio tunes, which we all hate the radio because they play the same songs we've been hearing uh, for the past like eight months. And then eventually you hear a new one. It's always, that's that's how you know it's a good day when you hear that new song. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then you can give us a thumbs up, five star rate review. Appreciate all you guys who do that. The good, the bad, whether you five star, say whatever you want. If you five star, listen, I can't complain. Uh, I granted, I you know we have had some complaints. We've had, uh, we're working on the audio, but in all transparency, it, it's it's a most of our most of our you know people that contribute, including myself. Uh, I work I work full time. I work two jobs. Um, I do this because I love to do it. So. 
I wish I had the time to get the better audio setup. I wish I had, you know, and that's going to be probably something I'm looking to do in the off season because I want to be able to provide the best content for you guys. I'm trying. We're trying out here, guys. Uh, we're not trying to get our tiny violins and play them right now. That's not the goal. Uh, but it's just being transparent and honest, which I think is people's favorite part about this podcast is that I, I try to, you know, put it out there exactly what I'm looking at, how I'm playing players, what I'm, what I'm acting up and name every single player on the slate or you know try to be a little bit of a hot take contrarian type dude that's that's not my goal it's to give you guys the advice on how i see it and how i in this slate and hopefully we all win together that's that's the goal you know and if i can you know make a couple people a little bit better at dfs even better because at the end of the day uh you can get advice anywhere but having somebody that maybe teaches you the inside and out of how they're approaching slates and how they approach certain matchups. I think that's what's going to be more helpful than that. But thank you. Take care. Oh, let's go crush a GP.